Hello, and welcome to the first episode of DCC Podcast, covering Making the Team, Season 13. So my name is Kim, and I've seen all 12 seasons of Making the Team, including the two-hour special that they had, and I own most of the seasons. I'm a huge fan of the show. I'm a contributor to the forums on previously TV and I'm a huge podcast fan so I thought why not make a podcast about my guilty pleasure this show and so gearing up for season 14 which we expect to be debuting around August I'm going to be doing a rewatch of season 13 just like I've never seen it and recapping every episode so let's get started the episode starts out as it does every season with a bunch of new beautiful people coming to audition from everywhere it's always very interesting to me like where people come from and we've certainly seen people come from Australia and Japan but so many different states and it's always really fascinating (laughs) to see that so one of the people that sticks out um, like a sore thumb very very early is Victoria Kalina and this is Tina Kalina's daughter And if you've watched the show, you've seen Tina Kalina at least once before because she came on an episode a few seasons back because she's Kelly's best friend. And she basically came on an episode because from time to time they'll bring in former DCCs to critique the new breed. And Tina was on an episode. She was very bubbly. She was kind of over the top. (laughs) I remember her telling, saying that one of the... uh, training camp members looked like uh, a grandma. I remember that very much. But you see Victoria here, and so obviously this is going to be a storyline, at least in this first episode. And then we also see Jalen, who's a New York York Jets dancer from their flight crew. And again, just reminds me of two former DCCs, Danielle, who was a five-year vet, who just recently retired, and then Jasmine, who cheered for three years and was cut before going into her fourth year, but they do have some success. And um, just last season, there were two others, Tara and uh, Redhead's name. Her name escapes me right now. Savannah. Um, They're both from the Jets too, so they're starting to be a little bit of a, (laughs) I don't know exactly what this is about, but uh, a lot of Jets cheerleaders are trying to come be DCCs. So, of course, they're not the only ones, but... So, enter Kelly, and she comes in saying that, you know, they've had this amazing season last year, and they had a Cowboys Christmas Spectacular, and they were at the Hall of Fame game, and they've even had their uniform inducted into the Smithsonian Museum of American History, and that they're the best team on the planet. And I certainly haven't seen every team, but I will say that my local team, I live outside of Nashville, The Titans, they are definitely (laughs) a lot better than the Titan cheerleaders. I'm not throwing shade, but DCC is a really, really strong team. And they just really get better every year, mostly because of the show, I'm sure. I'm sure they were good before the show aired. I think they've always been very, very strong. But it definitely gets harder and harder every year to make this team. So at this point, we see Erin, who was cut last season. I believe she was the first person cut Last season, she was the first person cut last season. I don't, she didn't last very long, but she's back. I'm always interested to see who is going to be coming back from last year who got cut. So we see people in their little costumes for auditions. And I've heard, I don't know how accurate this is, that some people spend 
like several hundred dollars, like as much as a thousand dollars on costumes for auditions to make this team. Like that is insane to me. <laughs> like where, where did these people come from? Like I get it. Like in the dance world, like you spend a lot of money on, on costumes. You spend a lot of money on dance lessons, but that just seems like an awful lot of money just to try to stand out. But that's, I guess that's the culture. That's just what they do. So they bring in the judges and it's the usual suspects. You've got Melissa Rycroft and uh, the mean black lady, <laughs> the cheesy guy. And yeah, just the usual folks. They got a, a, a new person in this year. They got Nick Flores in. And um, so apparently he's Pink's choreographer and he choreographed Katy Perry's halftime show. And he was a backup dancer for Britney Spears back in the day. And and so he is this season's person to go around and talk to the auditionees. And I will say, at least he is an improvement over that guy from Entertainment Tonight that they've had the last couple of years that I've just been going, okay, why is he here? So at least Nick is actually a judge and he does have dance experience, but I really could have just done without this whole segment. It's just kind of a waste of time in my opinion. So, but anyway, he's been shown around by Shelly and she shows him to Dayton, which is her daughter. So I was excited to see that Dayton is back. Dayton auditioned last year and she made it to finals, but she did not make it to training camp. And so that means we've got two legacies this year. Legacies are when they have cheerleaders whose moms cheered. And so Cassie Trammell is the most uh, famous legacy that, that's been on making the team, Judy Trammell's daughter. And so now we've got Shelly's daughter, Dayton, and then Kelly's best friend's daughter, Victoria. And so these are two people that she's really watched grow up. So it's going to be really interesting storyline this season is to be that they make it to training camp if they make the team. Victoria actually gets the first feature of the season. And she talks about she got a $20,000 scholarship to somewhere in New York and then she didn't go. Okay, I, I was just getting a real strong dance mom's vibe from her mom. She's like, I couldn't let her go. I just, I couldn't live it on my daughter. And I'm thinking, I don't know if that was a good, I don't know if I would have turned that down. And then like the epitome of her dance career is going to be a DCC. Like, I just don't get it. I don't get the fascination with being a DCC. Like, I love watching it and I, I get it. Like, it's a, they're a great dance team. But at the end of the day, like, it's a dance team. Like, it's not dancing um at Broadway I mean it's not dancing as like a backup singer like so we get another feature from Paris from Miami Florida and she apparently has been a backup dancer for Daddy Yankee and Cardi B so again I'm asking myself like why are you going to audition to be a DCC like she just started dancing at 15 so she's a pretty late bloomer and she has a daughter so she's definitely got a story she's got a rough upbringing her mom died at 13 so she's got a very sad story actually and so um, I'm interested to see uh, if she if she makes it to training camp um, I think the odds are probably not in her favor she's probably a little rough around the edges but we'll get uh, to that a little bit more here in a second when they reach their little judges deliberations here but we do see some other returnees so Madeline is back I think she was the second one that was released from training camp last year and they told her that she danced like a little girl. <laughs> they can be really harsh sometimes. But that's kind of the dance world. Um, I'm glad to see Brianna is back. Brianna was a Titans dancer. She um, also did not make it to training camp last year. She was cut in finals. But she seems much stronger this year. She doesn't really get featured. But we do see her in several shots. And she looks great. 
So they have 23 veterans coming back, according to Kelly. And so that means that they've had 13 people that have either chosen to retire or uh, not come back. And so you can check on Instagram and, and see who specifically retired. But I think that's a pretty pretty low number than what they usually have. I mean, they've had as high as 32, which was really abnormal the year that they had 32. But it seems like normally they have like 26, 27 returnees. So they're going to have a lot of rookies coming in this year. So a lot of spots open. But even so, there's 400 people auditioning. And they're going to get down at the end of this episode to 100. So it's still like, you know, you're looking at a possibility of, you know, as 13 people, maybe a little bit more if you have veterans get cut. That's still a very small number out of 400, but obviously their odds are going to increase a lot today. So basically there's a lot of fluff in this episode. Like the first 15 minutes is just a lot of fluff before the dancing even starts. But finally the dancing starts and they talk about, you know, they have obviously, again, just a lot of really strong people auditioning. There's people from a bunch of dance teams like Old Miss and Oklahoma and IU and UCLA and they got a bunch of people from a bunch of other dance teams like Laker girls and Mavericks dancers and the Raiders and the Pistons and just a bunch of teams like there's not enough spots for all of these people <laughs> and um Oh my gosh, Brennan is back. Now, I got to admit, I was really shocked to see Brennan back um, because she's been cut from training camp twice. And so I can only remember that happening to like a couple of other people, like Rachel Buckmaster, Callie Fullerton, both of them got cut from training camp twice, but it wasn't in consecutive seasons. Well, actually, Rachel Buckmaster was in consecutive seasons. Callie Fullerton wasn't. Like she had some years in between and then came back. And then Megan Flaherty, um, who rest in peace, um, very sadly died of cancer a few years back. But she actually was cut from training camp three times, which is probably the record, two times back to back. And then again, some space and then came back a third time. So I'm really shocked to see Brennan come back. She, I'm not really sure why she got cut last year, to be perfectly honest. I mean, she seemed really strong. And their reasoning for Cutter was that she made a lot of weird facials. And so I was kind of under the impression that they just didn't like her face. And um, I guess I was wrong. But I mean, I do think her eyes are just a tad close together. So I mean, obviously, there's nothing she can do about that. And that's really kind of like most of the criticism that she got. But Kelly actually says here that she regrets cutting Brennan last year, that they had some attrition on the team last year. And they show a shot of Kalissa and a shot of Alexandra. So Alexandra was the Patriots dancer last year who was pretty strong in the beginning, kind of faded a little bit, but made the team. But she left like a week into the season, I believe. Very, very strange. It The rumor was is that it was because of a sick family member. I'm not sure. I know she got engaged uh, pretty soon after that whole ordeal. But, uh, but yeah, she left. And then Calissa was a rookie and she finished the season, but she did not complete the in full year of being a DCC. Like they have contracts that they have to sign. And, and so she went to go be a model. And last I heard, she's like taking nude shots. So, um, yeah, good luck with that, Calissa. <laughs> so anyway, um, so the next feature is a, a, ch a cheerleader called Maddie and she dances for the Dallas stars, which is a hockey team. And, you know, I just have random thoughts about hockey cheerleaders like I think that you can certainly make a case for like NBA 
dancers. You know, you got all these timeouts and same thing with, with the NBA, I mean, with NFL, but with hockey, like it's so weird with hockey because they can't just like run on to the ice and start dancing. Like they're usually like kind of like up in the stands or, you know, maybe they'll roll something out for them at the beginning of the game. Like, I don't know. I just, I've always found them to be pretty useless, but I suppose some experience is better than no experience in my personal opinion. And I'm not throwing shade, but I thought she looked kind of old and I don't, I don't really like her chances to make the team, but she gets a feature here. A lot of Taekwondo. She's doing a lot of Taekwondo. She again didn't start dancing until she was like a senior in high school. So she's kind of behind. Mm, I don't know. I don't know what I think about her, but she did get a feature. So then we have another person from the flight clue. We have Melina, real pretty girl. So we'll see what kind of potential she has. We don't really get a lot on her just right now. So we get a little bit of Melissa here. And so Melissa Rycroft, who of course won Dancing with the Stars. She was on The Bachelor. She was a DCC for a couple of years. And so she was brought back after her reality show on CMT failed. <laughs> she was brought back as a performance coach or something like that. So I like Melissa a lot. I've always enjoyed having her perspective on the show. I just feel like she gives a little bit different take than what you get kind of from Kelly and Judy. But a lot of people, a lot of <laughs> making the team fans, especially those in the forums, they really don't love Melissa. And so they've really given her a lot of flack over the years. And last year, they just, like, she looks so sloppy. Like, she sees something with her hair. Well, she's got this really cute haircut this year. So everybody should at least give her props for that. We have a montage of bad auditions. There's really nothing to see here. I suppose that there's some small level of entertainment value that you get from those but my understanding is you have to apply to be a DCC I mean to audition to be a DCC and you have to have pictures and maybe recommendations and show dance experience so it seems like they could weed those out if they really wanted to and so we're seeing Victoria a lot here a lot of a lot of Victoria in the montages so then we get down to the judges deliberation so Typically in the preliminary round, it's just Kelly, Judy, and Charlotte. So if you're kind of if you're new to the show, so Judy is considered the head choreographer, and Kelly is considered like the runner of the cheerleaders. And Charlotte is just kind of like a executive vice president within the Dallas Cowboys organization. Of course, she is the daughter of the owner, Jerry Jones. But she's always at the auditions and she always has quite a say in what goes on with the cheerleaders. And so typically in the preliminary round, it's just these three that are going through the judges' scores. And so I imagine at this point, if they want somebody in, and we've seen this in the past because in previously I mentioned Danielle coming from the flight crew, in her second or third season that she auditioned, she had hurt her foot and she didn't do well in her audition and she didn't make training camp but when they were calling people out for training camp at finals Kelly looked at Charlotte and she goes I'm having second thoughts about Danielle and they added her in even though she didn't have enough of the judges score to make it so obviously they can make the final determination yay or nay so, but here, the first person they bring up is Maddie, who was at Dallas Stars, the ice, the hockey dancer. And Charlotte says yes, and Kelly says no. 
<laughs> she she does end up making it, but it's pretty funny. Uh, Jalen, they they hate her hair. And, you know, it's weird BGP because it seemed like for years they really liked having projects, like people that they could fix their hair. And if they just, if they had danceability, like they're like, we can fix the hair. We can fix the makeup. Like we can even fix the body if it wasn't perfect. But these days, like you got to come to auditions like DCC ready. Like you got to have your hair done, yourself already made over. And so like literally Jalen has kind of like a purplish kind of red hair. And it's as if that could keep her from making training camp, which is kind of crazy. And then they talked about Dayton. They say that she is stronger this year. I feel like she's more bubbly. And so I'm really excited to hear that. They get to Paris, our Miami girl. And Judy says maybe. Kelly says that yes. And Charlotte says no, which is kind of interesting uh, that she didn't at least give her a maybe. So it kind of makes you go, okay, like what is it that she didn't like? I mean, she does has a, Paris does have a little bit of, I don't know if a lisp is the right word to her voice. So, but again, like that's something that, you know, you can get her get over and it's, it's something she does speak, you know, really well. But yeah, I don't, I wondered what kind of turned Charlotte off because she was a strong dancer. And at this point in preliminary round, you're really just looking at their dance ability and probably their face, right? I don't know. So they're one of their early faves is someone called uh, Meredith and she doesn't get a feature so I don't really know anything about her other than she just has a real sexy look and different look than everybody else because so many people come to DCC with big hair big blonde hair and so anytime there's a br brunette that kind of stands out um of course last year it was a uh, Brianna like this 18 year old girl who had very nice technique but she had horrible kicks and she was in training camp way longer than she should have. But Kelly was just absolutely in love with this chick. So we'll see if, if Meredith makes it or not. They talk about Brennan and say that it's her nerves that, that got her. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. It, it takes a lot to audition that many times. Brennan says this is her fourth time auditioning. So it kind of reminds me of what we call on the boards Auto Amy. So Amy was a person who auditioned five times. She made it to training camp her fifth time finally and got cut on the last day. Ugh, that was rough. That was really rough. According to them, uh, Victoria is a standout at this point, and so they're all excited about that. And then they talk about Rachel, who we didn't, again, we didn't get a feature on Rachel, but they said she was the first runner-up in Miss America. Like, what? First runner-up in Miss America and you're trying out for DCC? Again, like, I don't get it. Is there something that I do not know about this team <laughs> like it must be like a ticket to something I mean I think it's like a ticket to a husband <laughs> and a big Texas wedding but dang I mean like Miss America DCC like okay okay but I mean obviously they're gonna be really impressed with her credentials so we'll see um we've had some pageant people in the past very famously I guess it was probably like season two season three there were two sisters who were both like pageant people. Like one was like Miss Lafayette and one was like Miss Louisiana and they had like all these pageant obligations. And so they ended up both quitting. Like they took two spots from training camp. Kelly was pissed. One of them came back the next year, but she did not make it to training camp. I think she's actually the one that's married to NFL backup quarterback. Can't think of his name, but anyway, he's made a career basically being a backup quarterback. So anyway, uh, Tinley, Tinley sisters. Okay, moving on. 
So they get it down to a hundred semifinalists. So you have your, of course, your sad people who didn't make it. But the, you know, the crazy thing is, is that Jennifer Kay, who just retired, who you'll see next week helping out Judy with the choreography, she um she didn't make it her first season, and she was amazing. She was point of the triangle. She was a group leader very early on, Pro Bowl representative. So even amazing people don't make it the first year. So they do encourage him to come back. I don't know how many times I would keep coming back. But even so, uh, Paris does make it. Maddie does make it. And Dayton tries to play a prank on her mom, saying that she didn't make it. But of course, she makes it as well, too. So we end the episode with Kelly giving her little uh, spiel about some of the the candidates and there's two things here that she said that that were interesting to me one is she said Brennan's best is good enough so again she's I I wonder if they called Brennan and told her to audition again or Brennan just decided to audition again I don't know but Kelly definitely has some regret there so it looks like if Brennan can just come in and bring what bring her best that she can make this team this year and I think everybody wants to see that and then she talks about Gabby and we saw some shots of Gabby we really don't know her well yet she said she came highly recommended and that she was not impressed basically so um it it was interesting because it's like highly recommended do they have to have like recommendations or is that just something that's like extra like I don't know exactly how that all works but anyway that is our first episode preliminary sometimes they put the preliminaries in the semifinals together in an episode some people prefer them that way but I kind of like them broken up because I really like having one episode for the semifinals and one episode for the finals because you just get to see more dancing and more judges deliberation that way the preliminary episode is always just kind of a a little bit of a mixed bag but it's exciting because it's a new season so anyway I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and I'll be back with episode two very soon so in the meantime keep kicking